The JLab JBuds line has something for everyone. Are you a JBuds mini kind of person? Those are the smallest earbuds on the market by a major brand. They're compact, they fit on your keychain, they are perfect for on the go, and they come in really cute colors. Or are you going to do the JBuds Air Sport, which has a secure fit, they're sweatproof, and they have the be aware mode that allows you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. Well, I need that because I run outside. You always got to be on alert. Okay, I'm getting some of those. You can do that too. Use Nikki25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com. To find your kind of tech. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girl Bomb. Girl Bomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Girl Bomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self-care. So to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you, and treat yourself to some Conair Girl Bomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hey, everyone. Here I am. It's Nikki Glazer. I'm here back in St. Louis. It's Wednesday. It's the Nikki Glazer podcast. Welcome to it. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who, um, you know who you are. You know who I'm thinking. Shout out to all uh, my besties who just, you know, sometimes when you think it's the worst, the best comes from it. There's a rainbow at the end of the storm is all I want to say for how grateful I am for the outpouring of support and love that I got um, from my emotional, uh, uh, you know, moments last week, yesterday or on Monday, I guess, too. Um, I didn't cover it yesterday on the show and I wanted to make sure to um, I, I think I wrote back to almost everyone who wrote me um, because it was like an, an ex. And almost all of you said, I know you're getting so many of these. You don't need to write back. And 
sometimes I do hear that and I just like it and I'm like, oh, thanks for that person. But um, in this situation, I, I, I took the time to write back because, boy, um, you know, I just have to say, like, it's just a nice reminder that truly, like, the worst moments in life – and if you think back to all the worst moments in your life, and maybe maybe this isn't true, and I and I and I've been lucky enough to not go through some really hard times, but like, there's always some kind of silver lining that you can find, and I found it very quickly in this one with the uh, just the amount of people that I just felt so supported, and I felt really good about myself because I you don't you don't do you don't write to people the way these people wrote to me unless you care about them, and I just felt like, oh my god, I have. I I or it made me feel good that I have made you feel like you're that close to me and because you are even though we don't know each other you know what I'm saying like it's I know that feeling and because um, I was just talking actually to someone yesterday about it Noah about how I'm so glad we do this show daily and I love morning radio shows like I part of my morning routine is when I uh you know either putting on stern it used to be stern and i'm always i'm always a stern head but i have a, a close friend that's on a local radio show here and now i'm like obsessed with his morning radio show it's called the courtney show they do a podcast if you want like some fun you know i'm not trying to like uh you know get us competition but it's just a show i listen to every morning in st louis and they have a, a podcast of it and it's just so fun and i learn so much and I just feel I feel like they're my friends. And I used to have that with the Adam Carolla show um, when he was with Teresa Strasser and Danny Bonaducci. It was like this weird run where they were together maybe like a year and a half, maybe two years on the radio in L.A. And I was babysitting and every day I would have to drive from the valley to Brentwood for this woman who would just be there the whole time and like. Uh, man, I get it that parents just want to work from home and sometimes have the nanny in the next room. It's so much more annoying when you're still there, when you're when you're nannying, because the kids know you're there and they can always just go find the parents anytime you don't give them what they want or that or like you hit them or something and they don't like it. I'm just kidding. I did kick Maude Apatow in the or not Maude, Iris Apatow in the face one time and Judd was home. I used to babysit for Judd Apatow's kids and Judd was home one time and uh it was one of those circumstances where he was just like having like, you know, lunch meetings with people in the in the West Wing or whatever section of their house. And um, uh, they get, I remember like accidentally kicking Iris in the face because I was doing a I was trying to beat Maude in a swim competition. I was like competitive with Maude. like Maude is like was so funny and didn't really like believe that I like she just didn't like she was like you shouldn't be babysitting like she was kind of just like I'm smarter than you like kind of that attitude and she was right like I was like a mess at that point in my life and I think she just kind of like saw through me but I remember she was like challenged me to a swim off and I was like I'm gonna show you who's boss now girl and uh I kicked off the wall and did a, a breaststroke kick which you know that kick you know you know the one and my heel Iris was behind us being like, I'll watch you guys. And I was like, yeah. And I didn't know she was going to like be right behind us. And I just bam right in her eye socket and was like, obviously lost the race uh, because I had to tend to the child. So Maude won again. But um, no, I just remember uh, like she's screaming and I'm like, oh my God, babe, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? And she was just like, <gasps> and she runs out of the pool and I'm like, oh no. And she runs off to get her dad and which I would have done too. 
And he was so nice. I'll never forget how nice he was. And he was just like, you know, because she's like, Nikki kicked me in the face. <laughs> and he was just like very understand. He like made a, you know, he was very nurturing to her feelings while also not making me feel like I was like this demon babysitter, like hand that rocks the cradle kind of like. Uh, and you know what? Like it was just he just handled it perfectly. And it was my biggest fear for him to ever be inconvenienced by my like lack of babysitting skills. So he was very cool about it. And uh, but yeah, I used to babysit every day for this woman in Brentwood. This is before Aptow's. And oh my God, I did not like her and her kid. They used to watch this show called the, um, oh my God, what is it called? The only thing I got from this babysitting experience was there was this show that had animals. I mean, that is not narrowing it down, but it was like, it was a beautiful intro song to this kids show, which I bet parents listening are like, oh yeah, there's some kind of songs I do like. Like Baby Shark, we're all done with. But sometimes there's a, a little jingle that you're like, Oh, that's so soothing. They kind of nailed it. Or it was called, oh my God. It was like these these animals. It was like, um, oh, I'm going to find it. I'm going to look for it on the break because I can't, I can't even begin to sing it. It's like, we're the Backyardigans, Backyardigans. Noah, will you pull up the Backyardigans theme song? It's so cute and beautiful and soothing. But I that's the only good thing I got from that gig. But I would always drive there every morning over the hill, about a 45-minute drive. I would get excited when there was traffic because it would be more Teresa, Adam, and uh, what's his name in the morning? Danny Bataducci. It was so fun. That was my first time I was like, I'm obsessed with this like gang and they're my friends. Wait, did you find the Backyardigans? Get ready. It's like this magical world and it's like these animals all singing in harmony and it's so soothing. And I think it's what you hear when you get to heaven. I think it'll be what I hear when I get to heaven. I mean... All they do is just explore the backyard. Okay, this is a little bit more haunting than I remember. This is kind of maybe what you're going to hear when you get to hell. Wait, this this harmony. The backyard against. Oh, that last part. I don't know what's so soothing about it. I, I just love it. Is there any, like, children's songs, Noah, that stand out to you, like, for children's TV shows? I had The Elephant Show. There was Eureka's Castle. Eureka's Castle. You would have loved Eureka's Castle. I feel like you are Eureka's Castle. Do you know that show? Really? No, I don't. And I don't know what I mean by you are Eureka's Castle, but, like, there's something about Eureka's... I think you maybe remind me of Eureka. I don't know. But that was a great puppet show, Muppet Show. Wait, what shows did you watch as a little kid? Uh, I watched Muppet Babies. Oh, I mean, uh, if we're going to talk about classic theme songs. Muppet Babies will do the same for you. When your world is kind of weird and you wish that you weren't there, just close your eyes and make believe and you can be. <laughs> and it's so, I love, that's, that one's a good one. It's like a doo-wop 50s one. Uh, Nanny, You Never See Your Face. Yeah, you remember when they used to open that closet door and it would be another dimension? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. I loved Fraggle Rock. I loved um, The Elephant Show. I rem- Do you remember that Skinamarinky-dinky-dink, Skinamarinky-doo? That was a weird one. That was like a Canadian one that was, uh, I think Nickelodeon bought the rights to. Um, sorry to have this nostalgia bomb right now, but yeah. I used to always just listen to that morning radio show on the way to that stupid job. Oh, man, I, I think one of my biggest regrets in life was 
um, I hooked up with a guy that I really liked and I just was hung over and like didn't want to go to that job. I was in Venice at his place and I remember calling and lying to the woman or texting the woman and lying and saying I had an audition and I couldn't make it. And I was like, I was supposed to be there in like a half hour, you know, like real shitty and lied. And I remember her being like, this isn't cool. Like we rely on you. And I was like, uh, I mean, I really should probably try to find a way to reach out to that woman and apologize. Cause that was a straight up lie. You don't need to lie. You know, you know what it could, you know, in that circumstance now, if I was hung over, in bed with a dude, just didn't want to go, and I said I was going to go. First of all, I think I would just go now because I realized that you got to do that. But if I really didn't want to go, I would just say, I drank too much last night. I'm really ashamed to tell you this. I feel like hell today, and I would not be the best for your kids. Can I please possibly find a friend to replace me that would be, um, you know, that won't hit them as much? As I do. Um, no, I uh, I am making these jokes about the hitting because one time I did babysit a kid and we had a tickle fight because that's what she wanted to do. And uh, I like and me and my sister, when we would have tickle fights, we would like pin each other down and like go bit like I would like get both of her like uh, arms pinned with my knees. I mean, it was almost sexual. Uh, it, it, it kind of real. There's a lot of. um gray area between tickling and this kind of subgenre I watch of porn called forced orgasms. And I'm really sorry to go from kids to or- like, I- I'm not trying to do that, but there, there's something fetishy about tickling and I would never cross those wires with this, with this kid. But I think that some of my like, like being tied down and like forced to do things, there's a tickle element to it, even though I hate tickling and I would never want that. And whenever I see porn with tickling, I'm like, who the hell wants this? Anyway, I was tickling this girl and you know how with kids it'll go from like they're laughing to like they're like they hate it in like one second. And again, that can happen with sex where you're like safe word like and it's just like and I stopped immediately because she said pineapple or whatever the safe word was. Um, she started like I realized like she wasn't laughing. She was crying and she was like embarrassed. I think that like, you know, she was like I, that I like dominated so much because like, yeah, I'm like a tickle tickle fight champion and I was like a, not an adult but I was probably like 16 and I remember when her parents got she wouldn't talk to me the rest of the time I was like I'm so sorry she's so mad her parents got home and she was like Nikki hit me and I was like I, it was just kind of my word against hers and like you gotta believe the kid or at least like like honor that they're saying that even if they are making it up so I think the parents were just kind of like okay we'll deal with this but like not happy with me and I was like we were tickling and I I guess I went too long I didn't know um but I used I wrote a joke about it that I used to do that said you know a girl I was tickling her and I totally won because I like smoked her dude I like way bigger so of course she's such an idiot to challenge me I was like doing this character and they pinned her down and I was tickling her and then she started freaking out and I stopped immediately and then her parents came home she was like, she she hit me. And I was like, I did not hit her. It was a tickle fight. And they were like, you know what? We're just going to choose to believe our daughter. And we're not going to need to use you anymore. And I was like, okay. And so then I hit the girl because I'm like, listen, if you're going to think I got, I hit her, I want to get one in. And that was my joke. But no, I um, I actually, I think I, those, that girl is like 25 now or something. It's just ridiculous. And um, she still has those rug burns from that tickle fight to this day. Um, I want to quickly address before we get Andrew in here. A bestie wrote me and said, do I have any advice 
for going to one of my shows alone. And let me say this. Uh, let's get um, other besties who are going to shows alone to, um, I don't know, maybe maybe at us on your stories. Or Fanthrax. They could leave us a voicemail. Great. If you're going to one of my upcoming shows alone, you could Fanthrax us. You could add us in our stories at Nikki Glazer Pod. And we'll repost it in the stories. And we'll... Um, We'll maybe hook you up. But if, if listen, if you can't find another bestie, which that's almost like more scary meeting a stranger than um, than just going alone, I would say make friends with people next to you. Like, and maybe you're, you're, you have social anxiety that doesn't come easy to you. So a uh, girl who's going to my sh- upcoming show alone, let's say you get in your seat and there's people next to you. Because I've gone to Wilco shows alone, a lot of shows alone, and I, f- I felt what you're feeling before where it's like people are going to think I couldn't find anyone. They're going to think I got stood up for a date. They're going to think I have no friends. They're going to think I'm like a weirdo that's going to like murder Nikki because who goes to a show alone except like to assassinate, you know? You don't really bring a friend to go assassinate. That's why they don't let people go see that um, big thing in the Hudson Yards anymore, that big, um, you know, that weird complex. People kept jumping off it and killing themselves. So now they've made it so you cannot the go Oculus alone. Oculus or something? What? The Oculus, it's called? Yes, I think that's what it's called. But it's interesting because they have a sign-up now that you you cannot buy a ticket to go up in it as one person. You have to go with two because guess who never kills themselves? Someone who has a friend. So I don't mean to... Well, this took a, a downwards spiral swing. But if you're going to my show alone, you are... If you've even bought the ticket and like aren't sure if you can even go because it's so scary to you, but you bought that one ticket, that means you have it in you to do this. And I really believe in you. And I've done it before, too. You can do this. Go alone. Sit there. Make conversation with the people next to you. If they look at you weird, if you have a feeling they're looking at you weird, say, I'm here alone. Have you ever heard Nikki say that people should go to shows alone? All my friends were working and couldn't afford it. It's just like, I just had to go. Will you guys be my friends? You know anyone going to my show is going to be like, yeah, girl. In fact, oh, my God. I went to see Dave Chappelle alone in 2003. Two or three. My first comedy show ever. I wasn't even doing comedy yet, you guys. I had just started thinking about doing comedy. So my friend had just... This is how I got into comedy. Um, Everyone was telling me I should be a comedian my freshman year of uh, college. Sorry I'm talking so fast. Slow it down if you want to. But I got to get through this before we get bringing in Drew. So everyone was telling me I should do stand-up comedy. I eventually my friend walked into my room and was like, you're doing this. And she had a flyer that said like, my actually, my friend still has the flyer. She sent a picture of it to me. It was like March 16th. And it was like... uh, you know, at Old Main on University of Colorado Boulder campus, stand up showcase. And I was, she was like, you're doing this. And I was like, all right. So I signed up for it and I was signed up for it. And I was like, fuck, I don't even know what this is. I don't even watch stand up comedy. Like I've seen like the greats and stuff, but like, what the hell? So I Googled stand up comedy Denver because it was near enough. Then I saw this guy, Dave Chappelle. This is, mind you, this is 2003. This is before Chappelle show. This is before, I, did, I hadn't seen Half Baked. I didn't know who this guy was. I look him up and I go, that's the guy from You've Got Mail. I love that guy. Kathleen Kelly. Kathleen Kelly. That's the, He's the guy on the treadmill next to Tom Hanks and You've Got Mail. Who's like, And he's the one that sees Kathleen Kelly at the cafe and knows that it's Kathleen Kelly who Tom Hanks is talking to before Tom Hanks goes. And he goes, he goes up to the window and he's like, you know, um, and Tom Hanks is like, what does she look like? What do you see her? And he's like, you know, she's got the same coloring as that uh, that Kathleen Kelly girl. And he goes, all right, Kathleen Kelly, she's a good-looking girl. Okay, all right. And he goes, you know, he goes, 
Yeah, I, I'll take that. He goes, because um, let me tell you, man, if you, if you don't like the way Kathleen Kelly looks, you're not going to like this girl. And he goes, yeah, no, Kathleen Kelly's beautiful. And he goes, because it is Kathleen Kelly. And then he looks in, and he's like, <sighs> and Dave Chappelle, oh, man, it's just so, Dave Chappelle's so good in that. He's so funny. I, I went to go see Dave Chappelle for the first time as a stand-up because I, of You've Got Mail. I think I might be the only person in history who was a Dave Chappelle fan because of You've Got Mail and nothing else. And I went to Denver as a freshman in college. I took a, like four buses because I was broke as fuck. In the inner city, I, it was in this part of Denver that I was the only white person. And I'm only saying that because it was true. And I'm not kidding you. I was one of the only white people at the show, if not the only one. It was a, it was like one of his block parties. There were people dancing on stage. I mean, it was not a classical stand-up show. But I went in and I made friends with other people there because they saw that I was alone. And they adopted me in. And I felt like I made friends at the show. So I've been you. And people like being kind to people who are alone. And especially someone who's taking a chance like that. So just, just straight up. Be, be your bravest self. I know you have social anxiety. You can do this. Every, like I was saying on the podcast, you're not special to think, and I'm not talking to you, bestie who wrote in, but if you think you have social anxiety and like, no, I can't do that. You could do that, but I can't, Nikki. I, if you have a voice, you have an able body, you can do this. Say, I'm at the show alone. Nikki always says to go alone, so I did it. I don't know what I'm doing. I Will you guys like be my friend? And even if they're like, ew, no, kuh them and then enjoy the show and look to your left and and, and ask that person because someone will be friends with you I guarantee it if they're not I'll get, I'll kick them out of my show you can DM me and say the people next to me were rude and I'll say we actually have to ask seat 26 and 27 uh row C to, to exit um because you have COVID we just found out you have COVID and I'll kick them out if they're mean to you let's bring in Andrew Andrew Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Seriously, like think about your wardrobe and how hell it is. I know I think about mine and I'm just like, ugh, I don't even want to wear anything in it. I need some new things to spice it up. That is exactly what I did when I went to Quince. I heard about Quince initially from my assistant who has impeccable style. She had an amazing sweater and I said, where did you get that? And she was like, it's cashmere. I was like, ooh la la. They do 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters. I own two myself. And then they also have washable silk tops and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. I actually have an ear cuff that I got. They have such cute jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They cut out the middleman. They work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. All you have to do is go to their website and look for yourself. It's quality stuff. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important, the future of our self-care. You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most, us, but not anymore. New Conair Girl Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. Girl Bomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Girl Bomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is so important. With Conair Girl Bomb's ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self-care journey with precision and power. The kind we used to only get from men's tools. 
So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good. And there's nothing more empowering than that. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do with it? I think I would spend that time doing some like inner work. I would probably devote it to therapy because therapy is like one of the most important things in my life. What you might not know is that therapy can help you find out what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It helps you focus on like what's really making you happy, what's really driving you. Talking with someone who has no agenda except to be there for you professionally to listen to you. I just can't tell you how valuable it is. I've benefited so much from therapy. I could talk about it all day long, but I only have a couple more seconds. So let me tell you, the best way to get started is BetterHelp. You know this. There's no more excuses not to go to therapy anymore. It's affordable. You can do it all online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You go to BetterHelp, you can fill out a brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you don't like that therapist, you can just ghost them. No one's going to care. It's amazing how this works. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Nikki Glaser today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P.com slash Nikki Glazer. Good morning. <laughs> it's nice to be back in the same room as you. It's been so long. It's been. I missed you. It's been one week since, since you looked at me. Uh, uh, sat in the chair and said I'm sorry. Well, no, that's been like three days. I think I apologize to you every other day. <laughs> Hold me down. Let me look. Think you make it stop. Think anything you're looking at. Oh, there's I used to want to when you learn used, all those words. I mean, when you, that was the first I wanted to do a bit about it for a while. But I the first rapping was that song for me. Oh, yeah. You know, like we yeah, didn't yeah. I didn't listen to my parents only exposed me. I only heard the music that was on the radio. And we didn't have a lot of R&B rap, like unless you were on that station in St. Louis. St. Louis is, uh, you know, very segregated and like. We, that, it's that radio station and this is the way it used to be and it still is St. Louis get your shit together but um, but yeah I listened to Z107 or whatever the hell it was and uh, or Alice 101.1 Alice I think it was like in reference to that book Go Ask Alice and she was like a druggie do you remember that book? Uh-uh. Alice oh. in Wonderland maybe oh maybe that yeah I think even that Go Ask Alice the book was a reference to that but anyway um, yeah BNL was that no that was 
Was that Bare Naked Ladies? Bare Naked Ladies, yeah. yeah. I loved them. And never heard of reference as B&L. Well, you know those stickers on cars that people used to have that have <laughs> like three letters? They're white circles with black, a black, black ring around the circle, white, and then it would be three black letters that would be like some kind of like DMB or like... Uh, FML, Den, Denver, or F. Yeah, but that was before FML. People would put them on their cars, and it was kind of like a k, like, like kind of like <laughs> k, like I like music, but I remember my friend Huffy had a BNL, and so it was bare naked ladies. But um, <laughs> they were so big huge. for like I love them. I went to go years. see them at the Keel Center. I if was my I first date. Had a million dollars. My first date was the bare naked ladies concert. Okay, so let's go into that. I'm sorry to railroad this, but yeah, if I had a railroad. Million, First date, I didn't even know it was a date, and I only mention this because he is famous, and you guys know I, I love I love dropping someone that like people would know. Colin Donnell, and he can maybe argue that it wasn't a date, but it was, and I didn't know it was. How old were you? I've uh, Probably a sophomore or junior. Were you, did he drive, or were you riding? Yeah, I think he oh. picked me up, and we went to the Keel Center, which is now the Savas Center, which is now the, who knows, the fucking Smoothie King uh, Starbucks <laughs> Pavilion, uh, <laughs> Astravenica, uh, Alarm Center. So, um, no, but it's it was uh, it was Bare Naked Ladies, and he, but uh, Colin Donnell is from um, Chicago Med, I think is the show. Chicago. Oh, so he's a doctor in the show. He's so hot. Oh my god, he was like the. He was the guy that got on, like, he was So Macbeth. wait, so you're at he the, was, but you're at the concert, it's just you two. The prince and Into the Woods. What are you doing at the concert? Is he grabbing your hand? Are you no, listening? I mean, no, no, we were friends. Like, we were in plays together, so I thought we were just, like. Well, he starred in it. You were a tree. I mean, and there was, yeah. <laughs> we I'm not even joking you. We were in plays together. We were. I was in Into the Woods my freshman year. I was the only freshman in Into the Woods. Guess what? I had one line. Into the Woods is one of my, is my favorite musical by far. Um. And I'm obsessed with it because I learned so much about it because I was in that show. And I and I got in the show because um, I – a long story. Like they – You blew no, the director. Yeah. I mean I guess it's not that long of a story. Thank you <laughs> oh. for giving us the bridge version. <laughs> no, that actually had happened with someone at Are the drama – My drama teacher from my middle school who I did plays with loved me and I won like best – best female singer of like best musical performance in a play in eighth grade. And so I was like, okay, I'm set up to like really go into high school and like nail this musical theater thing. Even though I had no training, I had no, I was not a dancer, but I was like, that's going to be my thing. Like I just won this Milty, which we had little Oscars and it said best. I still have it. Cause I'm so proud. The one time I was acknowledged as a good singer until Sheila Dugan told my mom, I didn't have it. So oh my God, that makes me so sad because like, you at one point in your life you didn't have that barrier. No, I was and you the just best. Sang. I won for the best, and uh, I was. I'm not trying to railroad this back to me, but I won a best singer in like sixth or seventh grade, and then I just didn't think I could Wait, sing did again. Did anyone I ever to... think that you were listening to a podcast of the two best singers <laughs> that, of 1997 <laughs> before they hit puberty? I mean, that's wild. Yeah, my caretaker used to. My caretaker Jeffy. Wait, is to... this just something that you're? Your nanny just drew up a piece of paper and wrote <laughs> no, best no, singer of the house. No, she taught me how to sing while she let me drive her truck when I was 12. Cutie. <laughs> she was so awesome. Aww, she was awesome. Thank God for She's like you like got to sing from your chest. Dude, I'm going to take singing lessons. Anyway, so yeah, wrong. so so then so then you get into the play with this guy. So no, I go to high school and my drama teacher from middle school goes to replace the high school one with me. So like it's almost like I go from 8th grade to ninth grade and all of a sudden the guy that loved me and put me in the plays 
And like, I conquered my stage fright in seventh grade with To Kill a Mockingbird. My dad called, I was so scared. I had, in sixth grade, I was having crippling anxiety, couldn't sleep, insomnia before presentations, shaking in front of the class, had to go in and give presentations um, during recess to the the ones in front of the class. I would I would have a special Why were you setup. shaking though? Do you I couldn't remember handle why? It. My knees would shake so much. And then a my failure, whole, afraid of failure. Because that's even, what I was. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't, yeah. you know, who knows what it was, but it was It was just like I would start shaking and I couldn't, my paper would shake and I yeah, would have to memorize I what I was going to say so I couldn't hold the paper. Like teachers need to have more compassion for kids with anxiety and and hold their hand through it because that stays with you if you don't conquer it. And that's what I was like, I was kind of referencing it yesterday or two days ago when I was doing this reality show, which has really made a lot of people face their biggest fear and like a humiliating thing. And once you do that, you can do anything. Like if you really go into the thing you're most scared of and realize that, yes, it was humiliating. And, you know, you do Dancing with the Stars and you get voted off first. Like when I did Dancing with the Stars, I was like, you know what? What's the worst that could happen? Oh, the thing that happened. Yeah. Like literally. And guess what? It was the best. So like I thought... I thought at least on Dancing with the Stars, I'm not going to get last. Like, I'm going to do this challenging thing and I'm not going to be best, but like, I'm going to be better than I thought. No, I was as bad as I thought. You know, like sometimes you are as yeah. bad as you think and those fears are real. But what is, what isn't real is the fact that you, you're not going to be able to live with yourself after it. And if anything, you realize if I danced on TV, I can do anything. So what I did in seventh grade, and if anyone relates to this out there, I was just actually giving advice to a bestie who wrote to me saying she was going to go to the show alone. As I always tell people, go to shows alone if you can't find someone. Don't miss out on things in life. And she was like, do you have any advice? Because I'm getting nervous about it. And I love that she even bought the ticket. And that's the thing. Buy the ticket. Here's the thing, you guys. That's what I did in seventh grade. And I didn't realize I did it until now. So... I, I really wanted to be in sixth grade. I discovered Jennifer Aniston on friends and I like, and, uh, I was starting to get into, no, it was, it was mainly friends. I was like, I need to be Jennifer Aniston. I found out she was 25. I was like, by the time I'm 25, I'm going to have a sitcom. I'm going to have that haircut. I'm going to be her. I'm going to wear little crop tops and wear an apron on TV and fall in love with a guy named Ross. And everyone's going to talk about us. I, I had that plan and I was like, okay, so I have to get over this fear. And I couldn't. I didn't know what to do because I I was I took a drama class because it was just required, and I ended up in this class again. I I I, I had I've never had insomnia in my life. I would stay up for days before it and lose my mind and cry to my parents. And I remember my mom saying, "We are going to have to take you into something." My parents would always say that before I would just crack and go, "Okay, I'll do it," or because it was too embarrassing to bring a specialist in. You know, I talked about the other day Mrs. Pole coming in and confronting me about wedding the bed like being in trouble having a specialist have to like be like yeah you're special I had that for my lisp yeah yeah how did that make you did you she only came twice i think she quit because you broke I, her i broke her yeah 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 sometimes you <laughs> well that was her dancing with the stars she goes my I'm biggest fear this... is having a kid that i can't <laughs> fix and she did and um she's no longer with us but i i okay keep going so because i I, I, I have something to say so about then you. i go this is this is my origin story, and I, I promise I won't cover it again. Of like, because I think this helps people because people don't understand. Like, they probably think I was always a class clown. I was always Same. very open, yeah. and it's just not that. I had to conquer this because I knew that the thing that I wanted there was that my biggest fear was standing in the way of the thing I actually wanted. And I, so many things that I read online about you got to write down your goals, and if every day you're not doing things to take a step to those goals, just the tiniest step. Then what? Then those aren't your goals. Then give up on those goals because you're always going to fall short. Or run into the fear and be like, I like it, and it's going to, it's going. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to live. Getting voted off Dancing with the Stars. They don't put you. They don't behead you 
I'll live, you know? Uh, my parents will still love me, maybe. I mean, barely after. Yeah. I mean, Noah saw me freak out in the trailer after I got voted off. I wish he would have been there, dude. It was a <laughs> meltdown. I was in s- sequins, ripping off my eyelashes, throwing my mic, being like, this is bullshit! <laughs> and um, and so, so, yeah, it was an ugly showing. But so I had this anxiety. My mom wanted to go. My parents were like, for your birthday, we're going to get you, like, lessons on how to, like, because my parents were both my dad's a performer i think he wanted me to be so bad as well badly and um as soon as they said that thing of like we're gonna bring a specialist in because they also did that for me when i was sleeping on their floor until eighth grade they were like we we don't know what this is a problem nikki and then i was like okay i'll go up in my room like i just don't want anyone else to know about this thing (laughs) so i auditioned for i signed up to audition for uh, to Kill a Mockingbird. It was in seventh grade. And it was like the, you know, sixth through eighth grade gets auditioned. Mr. Zoth, he was my drama teacher. He already knew about my anxiety because I had to give a presentation in his class. And my and dad, your like, mom already killed a bird. So you're ready. What do you mean? Didn't she already kill two Peaky Peaky or whatever? Is the, Wait, what, what does well, the bird have to do? What was your bird? To kill to a kill, mockingbird. Oh, to kill a mockingbird. Oh my God. Yeah. She killed a parakeet. <laughs> yeah. So you were ready. Oh, that happened in like ninth grade. But <laughs> oh. yeah, it was foreshadowing. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> so go ahead, sorry. sorry and we sorry. had an we had sorry. a duck too that she left outside, and an owl <laughs> took its life. And Wait. now I'm suspect of that whole story. Did anyone see that? No, but it was oh. ripped to shreds on our deck. Uh, <laughs> he brought it up to the the railing and ripped it apart. That that duck's name was you know the time you know in like 1998. My mom bought a duck at like a you know how your mom buys a duck in 1998 yeah. during that time. No, it was it was during that time when the song on the radio was like played by Carlos Santana. That like Maria, Maria. So for whatever reason, Kirsten, the funniest person in the world, we were trying to name this duck, and Carlos was Kirsten was like, "Why don't we name it? Oh, its name is Carlos and Quackers," (laughs) and we just named it Carlos and Quackers. So Carlos and Quackers would just walk around our backyard one night, and now we got it. Um, Okay, so so my dad, I wanted the audition. I told my dad. I confessed to him like dad I really want to be in this play and I want to be an actress and I just don't know what to do and the auditions were that day and I was so nervous all day and you just have to audition everyone sit in a circle and just get called to the middle of the room and pick up the the scripts and read it and then sit down brutal I'd never done anything like it and I go to it and I can't sign up. I just I just watch and I can't do it. I just oh. can't do it. And afterwards, I'm walking around the school because my friends were all like doing other activities too. I was waiting for them. And I called my dad from one of like the teacher's phones and I was like, I couldn't do it, dad. I just, I can't. I was too scared. And I, and he was like, Nick, I really want you to be able to do this. And as much as I will t- talk shit about my dad and, and, and my parents about making wrong decisions in my life, and as much as I probably would never want him to do this, and I was mortified, he called Mr. Zoth, my drama teacher, and he said my daughter is terrified to, you know, public speak, but she really, really wants to audition and be in this play. And he said, I'm sorry we had the auditions, and, like, that's kind of what this is. Like, if she's scared yeah. to do that. And I don't know what happened, but somehow – Without an audition, Mr. Zoth let me be the understudy of the lead scout. The lead. The understudy, which, the understudy, if, you know, one of the seventh graders gets yes. chicken pox. That, so Emily Herster, Kate Herster's sister. Kate Herster was the best actress I've ever known, and I've shouted her out on You Up, and she's still acting professionally. Emily Herster was so good, too, but just d- didn't take that path. She was scout, and I, she was a seventh grader. She was a sixth grader. I was a seventh grader. I was her understudy. Um... And I went to every play practice, 
And I remember the first time I had to get up and like do the lines and do it. It was terrifying. But I remember at some point, Mr. Zoth decided that the understudies, which were all the kids that were kind of like not as good, were going to have the Sunday performance. There was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then the Sunday one performance was the understudies, which is so nice of him. And I remember... I remember the feeling of like, there is this thing that's coming up that I have to do. I cannot get out of it. I've bought the ticket to the show. Uh, Yeah, I can get out of it if I really, like, I'll regret it forever if I get out of it. You know, like the getting out of it, there is an exit strategy, but I'm locked in. I remember staying up at night thinking, I've done it. Like, that was the scary thing was locking myself in. You know, when you get on a roller coaster and you, it's not scary yet. You strap in and it starts going yeah that's that was it that was the scary the part anticipation the actual thing was awesome was the i i my principal cried at my performance my parents were like deeply moved everyone was like this is your thing and i finally like that was the same kind of feeling i felt after i had long realized acting wasn't my thing and that when i found comedy but it was like yes like this is what i'm meant to do but do you think that then why why that sentence, acting isn't my thing? Because I've heard you say that before. Because um, because it just, it was it was the performance part of it. It was like being on and like, it, it is, honestly, I'm better, I'm a better actress than 98.99.999% yeah. of the general population. But the people that make it in acting are the point zero 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 one percent of those people. Whose mom is Kate Hudson or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and <laughs> no, yeah, a lot of times, but because it, it's in their blood and they grew up with it. But it's and I didn't, I didn't have the commitment to it. I didn't have the obsession with like getting into. Do you character. think it helped that they were all understudies that performed with you, as opposed to it you being the all, only understudy? It was just the certain roles had understudies. Yeah. So I remember some of the actors that were like I remember Calpurnia, who played my nanny in in the play did not like me as much as she liked the other scout. So I was like the the redheaded stepchild okay. of the scouts. Yes. But I remember being like, Calpurnia, what's rape? And she was like, it's carnal knowledge of a female by force. I'm like, what's that? What's carnal knowledge? Like, and I did remember not learning what rape was like in that. But it was um, it was just one of those moments. So while you were performing, though, you didn't forget any lines. No, you I was just perfect. crushed it. It pr- crushed it. And like, you know. What did you feel after that? Like I had found, like I had a purpose finally that, it, and that I had conquered something that was truly, I mean, none of my friends, none of my friends are actresses or wanted to be in entertainment, but they could give press. They were nervous before presentations, but not like this nervous. I and know. It, so then what? So then shaking legs. I don't know. It was, you know what it was? It was just setting the date and saying by this, signing up for the marathon that you are not in shape for down the road, giving yourself ample enough time to do it. And even if you procrastinate to the last fucking second to prepare, because sometimes I do that. I'll say, yeah, yeah I'm going to do Dancing with the Stars. What the fuck am I doing? The time before it started was so much worse even than during it, you know? So to bring it back, then you end up, do you try out for a lot of plays or you end up with the oh, play yeah. with the guy so with the bare naked lady? So then <laughs> I go in, so then I go into eighth grade. I, I get cast in the musical. I fucking nail it. I get the a Milty Award for best singer. It was, I was played this teacher in this, this thing. But this is eighth grade. I mean, my competition, I probably auditioned like, against five girls or something. Like, yeah. it's not a big deal. But Mr. Zoth loves me, right? Like, I, he's really is like a father kind of figure to me. And because uh, he, uh, you know, was sexually attracted to me. And so he, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Baby, he, no, he was yeah. so sweet. So then he transfers to high school with me because he's replacing. This is the perfect 
scenario. I go, oh my God. So he walks into a situation where the Kirkwood High School theater department is like, that's the big leaks. As big as I, it was like Broadway, right? And I was walking into something that I was way out. I mean, these people had been acting since they were children. Like the people that did theater in high school, that's like, that was, middle school is like a little hobby and was like what the dorks do. But it, in high school, it's what the dork, the good, the talented dorks do. Yeah. And so I walk in, and so Mr. Zoth introduces me to the musical director, Mrs. Flash, who is now dead. God rest her soul, but like when I first found out she died, I was kind of like... <laughs> yeah, we don't want her to rest too much. No, I, I really, I've, that woman struggled a lot, and I'm guessing she had addiction issues that I wasn't aware of at the time. She caught me smoking weed one time. Uh, it was awesome. But anyway, I'll, I'll tell that this enough for another time. R- to make this very quick, as soon as possible. So in less than 60 seconds. So I, he gets to school. He convinces Mrs. Flash, who does not like this guy. I don't even realize the dynamic. He's coming in and redoing the whole thing. Their old musical director was this like Me Too guy that ran everything with an iron fist. He got fired b- under circumstances of hooking up with a student, but no one knew why he was fired. So everyone was resentful that he was fired out of nowhere. Right. No one knew. And he probably was having an affair with this woman too. That's just, you know, allegedly. So he convinces flash is like, this girl is going to be our next like big thing. We need to put her in the musicals. So, and so freshmen do not get cast in musicals. They don't, there's no understudy roles, but he convinced her to put me in into the woods. So I'm the only freshman. I'm the only underclassman, sophomore or freshman in into the woods. And I'm so excited. So that's how I met Colin and all these people that were, um, they're all, Colin went to Broadway, Shannon yeah, McShane, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kate Hurster, um, I just want to, Libby uh, something, Kip, Kip uh, something, Kip Taylor. Paul Rudd, John Hamm, yeah. No, I, I, in case these people are listening, I just know that they would appreciate a shout out. These people were, were truly so talented, never could touch their talent. And Laura George. So they, <laughs> they are, but they were so sweet to me. Some of them, some of them were cunty but um especially mrs flash never was nice to me such a bitch i i was only trying to be nice and like stay out of the way my role was snow white do you remember snow white and into the woods exactly because she's only in the musical version she comes in at the very end in the finale only one scene and i walk i am i'm so i'm the the prince is like a uh, womanizer yeah and he's like kind of outed as like he's not faithful so at the end he has sleeping one he has i think sleeping beauty and no i was sleeping beauty no it's snow white he has sleeping beauty and snow white who are just like put on as like oh obviously this guy's fucking the other two princesses in the world <laughs> and i brought in and all i we we i now realize it was like a sex joke where we like kind of yawn like we just like woke up because we had a threesome with him and we go excuse me and then we dance with everyone for the final thing and like sing along i had no idea how to sing in harmony i had no idea how to dance and that was my role and um and then that's how i met colin and then i was never cast in a musical again the rest of the time because i didn't like dancing and you had to dance and i was terrible at it did you sign up yeah, and that's how I know all the Les Mis songs because I had to learn them to audition. And, and West Side Story, I would audition. I mean, it's like. Oh, so you did audition again. Yeah, you but just then never I got it. And then I never got anything. I auditioned for Anne Frank, which I thought was going to be my pivotal role, like my f- sophomore year. It was like the sophomore play. I thought I was going to get it. That's when I got Jewish Townsperson B instead, when I thought I was going to get Anne Frank. I didn't get like her sister or her mom. I got Jewish Townsperson B. So I quit the play. I played field hockey and I played, um, I wasn't a Ford or a, I was a Jewish Townsperson B on the team. That was yeah. my joke back yeah. in the day. <laughs> and so I was like on the sidelines, like equal uh, importance. I know this is way, way longer than 60 seconds. It's so then at the end, I um, my senior year, 
I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? I'm not getting any plays. I was doing like little things here and there, but none of the big roles in any of the big productions. By the time you're a senior and junior, if you're good, you're getting stuff. I mean, and I just, Jamie Nash was such a good actress. Shout out to Jamie. Leslie uh, Lammers, um, Kate Hurster. I mean, all these girls were just like leagues above me in terms of talent. Uh, 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 Jessica, what's her, Benning, Bessington. Fuck, I forget your name. doesn't matter. So, I'm like feeling like, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, again, I'm like back down to like, I'm not talented. I don't, I'm kind of like fat. I don't know what's going on. And then there's this play that happens that is just the senior production in the black box. So they threw us a bone. There was a big production, the big suit thing. I didn't get that. Then the black box theater. And it was like a thing. off Broadway of the high school. Yeah. Okay. It, it was called the, I forget what it was called to be honest with you, but there was a role of a woman. It was a comedy and it was a role of a woman who was like a really a, a booze hound. It was the 1940s, the comedy murder musical of 1940s. And it wasn't really a musical. It was like we were playing actors that were in a musical or something. It was a, a murder mystery, but I was a total alcoholic, like kind of, um, uh, you know, I played her like, uh, you know, Will and Grace, like that woman that talks like this and is like friends with Jack. She was like kind of like, you know, she's a rich debutante but yeah. a booze hound. And I fucking killed it. And I remember Mr. Zoth told me, you're the best comedic actress I've ever like seen in a in a production. And he'd been working forever. He told my uh, best friend's dad, who was our principal, who had also transferred from the middle school to the high school with us, that I was the best comedic actress. Like, So then I got another thing of like, oh, I didn't even know that was a thing, comedic actress. And everyone goes, Nikki. And I'd never drunk, been drunk before. So I was playing a woman and I didn't know how to be drunk. And I remember people going, you, I remember Mrs. Florman, Kirsten's mom being like, I know you've drunk drank before because that was that was too convincing. And I was like, I just did an impression of my mom. Yeah. Like I just I I it was and there's a tr trick to acting when you're when you're to act drunk, you just try to act like you're not drunk. You try to act like a drunk person yes. who's trying to be yeah, sober yeah, and that's yeah. how you act drunk. That's the trick, but I remember being like, "Oh, I just acted the way I think my mom acts because that's the only person I know who like changes when they're drunk." And um, I remember my mom really hating that. But thank you, mom, uh, for that. And that's my origin story. Sorry, it took so long. Let's get to no, the news. No, I love that, dude. We'll do yours tomorrow. I mean, mine's pretty much the exact same story. Is uh, it really? No. Oh. <laughs> what that be? Well, Actually, that's how I know Colin. <laughs> no, there is some some ways, but yeah, no, I love that you auditioned multiple times though, and it it goes back to yesterday's pod about like situational like things. Like if they put you in a comedy, you would have found it yeah, right away. Yeah, but that wasn't a. Comedy, what be. roles weren't in high school? No. They, I mean, some, or in, in middle school and stuff, but yeah, yeah, all yeah. in all, uh, chickadee china, the Chinese chicken, <laughs> you have a drumstick. Okay. Here's the news. <laughs> Did you kiss him that night? No, I didn't. I know. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Oh, man. I hope you guys are having a great Sunday out there, uh, having all the swells. But seriously, Google Colin Donnell, you guys. Girls out there, D O N N E L L. He's so hot. He's married and, and happy now, but he was like on Broadway forever. And now he's on this like really popular. I always forget the name. It's like one of the Chicago Med. I think yeah, it's, it's, that's a name of a show. You'd recognize him. He's he's so fucking hot. I hope you're having all the swells. Uh, OK, so first story. A Simp uh, yes, a Simpsons prank was pulled on a Virginia school board during a public meeting. Daring. So, Do you just pick headlines with daring in the title? No, hey, sometimes I go for it. Uh, Wait, truth or dirt? Truth or dare? Wait, truth, truth or dare? Truth or dare. <laughs> 
Truth or dare? We should play a segment called Truth or Dare. Dare. Because when you were saying dare yesterday, I com- I converted it to dare. So I was like, why does he keep asking me what's the worst dare I've done? Um. Okay. So, daring a Simpsons. Wait. Say it again. <laughs> so just. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Simpsons. I. <laughs> So the, no, someone, no, no, that's my Someone fault. played a Simpsons prank on a Virginia school board. So they, so you could sign up names that they have to oh, read like online. Moe's, yes. Like Moe's uh, Pub. So they did uh, oh, good. Phil, McCrack, Phil McCracken. You want to hear some over. of it? So, yeah, we could play yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw this on Reddit and I didn't watch it because it looked boring. Phil McCracken. Shut up. <laughs> Phil McCracken. Sulk, Sook, Mahidik. Sook, my dick. Oh my god. Ophelia McHawk. This reminds Ophelia me. I saw another. McHawk. I saw one yesterday. They, this girl on TikTok, she gets pulled over by a cop, and it's not real. She just got a cop friend to do it. But he pulls her over, and he's like, "Ma'am, uh, can I get your full name? Like, what's your? Like, give me your ID, and ma'am, give me your full name." And she was like, "Um." Uh, it's it's Frida and he goes Frida okay and she goes last name and she goes go and he goes Frida go and she goes thank you sir and then he pulls up <laughs> there's another one the other day where a guy was on Omegle you know the thing that um, oh yeah Ali Mikoski does where it's just random people come up and it's almost like chat roulette and this guy goes on and this, there's this like very woke like young girl that's he's like this black guy who's like so do you know about like like uh, my like you, there, he was using words that I don't even recall, but like ascribed name or like, you know, when people change their names for their gender, it wasn't even that. Like there's a born name and then there's like your new name. I forget what it's called. And she was like, yeah, I'm aware of that. And he was like, well, I'm like, you know, I'm non-binary and I go by like, you know, my, my birth name is like Paul, but like I go by like. And then he 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 said the N word in like two different sli- slices. And she was like, he was like, so like if can you just tell me like what you would call me like if we were talking she was like oh i would call you and then she says mm. and it's and then and then you see her go <gasps> because she accidentally said it it's really funny because he's just it, 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 it wasn't mean-spirited as much as like she, he just kind of tricks her into accidentally saying the, the n-word <laughs> i mean i love i re, do you remember this when the simpsons when that shit came out i mean that really it it made prank calls probably quite I don't know, go up 3,000%. Yeah, I was thinking that yesterday. We thought it was so funny, but it really is so funny when it's like, this guy is so serious. It only works at at a time like this. When someone is so, like, one of my favorite ones is, um, what what is, uh, I think you've probably seen this on TikTok. Wait, no, I, maybe, I think I did it on my You Up podcast, so you- Are you you about to get me to say the N word? No, 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 I promise. Oh, okay. Um, Okay, what is the word Y-E-S? Yes. Now say the word E Y E S. Eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I but did someone see goes. It. Yeah. E Y E S. Yes. You yeah, guys, if yeah. you haven't heard this, please do it to your friends. Go. Let say what is what. Uh, repeat after me. It's like say what I'm spelling. Y E S, and they'll go yes, and then say E Y E S, and they'll go E S. And there's this one guy that cannot do it. Figure it out. And yeah, his, yeah, gr- yeah, his yeah. girlfriend is laughing so hard. He's like, "What? E S? E S? Yes." Yes, and she's like, "Dude, eyes." He's like, "Yes," and he's like, "I," and he starts laughing because he's like, "Why are you laughing?" Like, and then he goes, "Oh my god, eyes!" 
It's so cute. I love those things. If you guys have one of those things, will you voice message them in to the pod? Um, at uh, it's you know it's in our bio at Nikki Glazer Pod, and and leave us ample space. To, you know what actually I love? don't leave a space because Noah can toggle it. But I would love for us to do those live on air. You know what else is great that I think would we'd have a lot of fun, and it's kind of in the same vein. Do you remember those things like oh, there's a puddle on the ground, there's a person oh, dead yeah, in like, a cabin, like there's riddles. a puddle on the ground. What happened? It's always like ice and like yeah, uh, he hung himself on yeah. ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or you know uh, whatever. So like this guy riddles. Yeah, riddles and. The, we Did were. You, oh, sorry. We got a uh, guy driving us, uh, me and Brenna, over the weekend, and he started just giving us riddles. Um, I'm, I'll try to think of one really quick. Uh, oh, so they're um, uh, a father and son get in an accident. Uh, the father dies. The son shows up. The doctor goes, "My son, how's that possible?" Because the the doctor's a woman. And it's his mother. I've heard that one before. <laughs> Dude, I didn't get it. I felt like such. Yeah, because I you go- come from a line of like doctors. <laughs> Misogyny, doctors. I mean, yeah. but that, I love those ones that kind Noah of. Noah didn't know. You could tell Noah didn't no, know. No, because it. you just think a doctor's a man. Yeah, I know. It's if so he said fucked. nurse, you would have got it right away. Uh, right away. Um, it's, it's so wild. Yeah. I love those ones that, you know, hold up a mirror to us. And it's like, you're not, you don't, that's the thing when people go, I'm not racist. And it's like, I'm not a misogynist. It's like, it's not, it, there's a difference between intentional and unintentional. Like those kinds of things where you go, you would never say that a woman couldn't be a doctor yet. Your brain did a thing. I literally said it. Uh, oh, there's a really go, good one on Reddit right I now. I go, it's gotta be a stepdad. That's what I thought. You know what I mean? That's so or funny. I thought maybe the doctor was, they both died and he was just an angel. I, like, I had that all these thoughts. Is, uh, except well, remember for my a sociopath woman. test? Like, oh, yeah, Wait, yeah, hold yeah. Hold on. I want to play this one for you. Hold on. Let me just pull this up because this one is so good. So, this is a guy that gives a prompt for a TikTok. Oh, my God. This guy's really cute, too. The guy that answers it. I'm like very attracted to him for some reason. Okay, so this is a riddle? No. Oh. Okay. What's a song lyric? It took What's a song lyric? What's a song lyric that took way too long for you to figure out what the actual lyric was? There's a white guy standing in the mirror asking that, and this is the TikTok response. What's a song lyric that took way too long for you to figure out what the actual lyric was. All right, this one necessarily isn't one that I got wrong, but Look like, how I hot this still guy is. hear it to this day There's after somebody's... finding out about it. If you listen to the song Live Your Life by T.I. featuring Rihanna, um, you can hear one of two things. Either one, you can hear Rihanna saying, I'm a paper chaser, or if you really want to trick your brain into hearing it, you can hear her say, Cause I'm a big fucking slut, and I thought it was bullshit until I heard it. Let me show you. What? I'm a big. Here we go. Did you hear it, Noah? Cause I'm a big fucking slut, dude. That's like the red, the it's blue the dress, red and blue dress, yeah. and the um Yanni and Laurel. Dude, our brains are fucking And weird. I read all about it in the comments about why that is. And it's because your brain makes so many times in, in your during the day, your brain fills in the gaps because you don't have all the information. And in that song, when she says, I always said it, heard paintball chaser. Because I'm a paintball chaser. <laughs> and she really, that's what it sounded like to me. But when he says big fucking slut, you go, there's no way that paper chaser yes. sounds like big fucking slut. But she goes, because I'm a big fucking slut. And it's like, every time I hear the song now, I think of that. 
Did he change the words? No, dude. It's not because it's your if your brain and, and if you didn't hear it during it, it's more about reading it. So go just look up paper chaser, dude, big fucking wild. slut. And when you look at that TikTok, you will your brain will hear big fucking slut. Did you hear it? Yes, I heard it's it like wild. exactly. Yanny. The word uh, hey jealousy, I thought was hair jealousy. And I bet my brother like twenty dollars that it was hair jealousy. Hair jealousy. Why? I guess hair jealousy is just as weird as hair jealousy. I don't know why. And, and I think mostly men would really resonate with a song called Hair Jealousy. Oh, especially we my could brother. travel around this town, <laughs> town, ask men what they're doing for their crowns, uh, <laughs> thinking if they're doing Rogaine or Propecia, I'm jealous of his hairline. Oh. Hair jealousy. Joe Rogaine. Hair jealousy. Okay, you ready? Next hair door. Hair jealousy. Oh, I love that song. Holy sh- I'm going to add it to my Spotify right now. Okay, keep going. You know Let's- what I remember? You know what's a big moment when you you're can a kid? You trust me not. When, when you get a shotgun with your brother all the time, and I'm sure your sister probably got shotgun with you when you drove, and then the first no, time- No, my mom always called it. I'm just kidding. Oh, no, but then the first time you had a boyfriend or my brother had a girlfriend and I had to be moved to the back seat. That's a big moment in your life where you're like, fuck you. You're my brother. Why am I moving yeah. to the back for this girl? I will give you an example. Like my dad always lets me ride shotgun when my mom and me are driving in the car with him. Interesting. He always is like, Nick, you sit up front. And I go, no. <laughs> and he goes, why not? And I go, because she's your wife. And he goes, she doesn't care. And she goes, yes, I do. I want to sit up front. And I go, he goes, Nikki never drives with us. And I go, she is your wife. <laughs> I'm not sitting up front. Like how? Like there, there's times where that that happens where I I'm the one that's like no. Yeah, yeah. Come yeah. on, dude. And you like riding in the back. Yeah, we can. <laughs> I can. We we. He can't kiss me from there. You're, you're. He's, she's your wife, and I'm your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. After his credit card declined, a customer left the hey, store babe. and returned with a gas can, the contents of which he poured on the floor and set a fire. He then drove off as the store manager put out the fire. What? He got caught. He was underneath a, a like a car with a hammer later on and had a standoff wait, at a Lowe's. Wait, this guy but yeah. stole a credit card or he forgot his credit card at the store? It, it doesn't it's say declined. if the credit card is stolen. It oh, just it got, got declined. declined. And then he came back and, you know and what tried it was? to he was light, fi- <laughs> like, light the system on fire. That He probably just traveled to Barcelona and he came back. And you know when you spend money. Oh yeah, money he didn't and- call the bank yet and let it know. And that's and you know he probably had jet lag and was you know what sometimes you get off a flight and you're blear and you go get a, a gas can and you go back and try to torch a Home Depot a and then you difference. hide under a car with a hammer. It it really will mess you up because in his time it's five o'clock. Yeah. And back in Atlanta it's, it's eleven p.m. Yeah. It's which fire is always time. it's it's very confusing. Um, that is hilarious. Um, yeah, it's people's so... anger and what they do with it. Like, there's so many steps. Like the woman on my flight that I was talking about yesterday that got kicked off. Like, yeah, the the moment between him going, "Ma'am, you're off this flight," and her her being able to go, "I'm really sorry, I cussed at you. I'm having yeah. a rough day." He could have de- she could have deescalated it, but instead she goes, "What? I cussed at you?" And that choice that she made to do that made it so she didn't make on the flight. Like he made the choice to escalate it to you're getting kicked out of the flight, but she could have de-escalated. I really believe she could have gotten on that flight. If she would have said, dude, I'm so sorry. Kids, come here. Put on that mask. I I did I didn't mean to I'm I was molested. And like I'm I'm not like like you know No, like, no, but just, I get your point. Like if this guy, let's say he was buying a a, a soda, right? Like two dollars. Yeah. Maybe the guy behind the counter goes, Look, I see that you're having a rough time with this. Let me just buy this for you. Just take it. Oh, I'm not even saying the cashier oh, could have oh. de-escalated. I'm saying that guy made a choice in that moment 
to not just like go and get out of there. Like he had to go purchase something, go like, hey, what aisle is the blowtorches? What aisle is the gas cans? Go to Amco, fill it up. Go in the card gets declined again at it. the gas oh, pump. Oh, oh, oh. Then he has to go and it goes see cashier and he has to go inside. <laughs> like so many steps to like decide to do something that crazy. Yeah. As opposed to like like the other day I was walking down the street and there was But like your this, card's been declined. It fucking pisses you off. Especially if you have money in there. If you have money in there. But it's like you what you do in these <laughs> moments, you can de escalate. Yes. Like, even the other course. day I was walking, I was, you know, on my phone and I like had somewhere to be and I had to be on a call and Luigi was like pulling me and all these things and I had my coffee and I was worried about spilling it. And there was like this group of like tourists, which is never happens in this like where we live, just clogging this the street. And these kind of like dumb kids just like Ugh, like drooling yeah, and like looking at the big all the time in New York, yeah. And I just was, and I go, excuse me. I go, oh, just like sitting in the, not making, not even acknowledging that people could be walking through. I said some shitty thing, and I'm like, that didn't need to. I didn't need to do that because what that did wasn't what I wanted it to do. Of I, yeah, it made that person feel stupid, but it probably made that person think St. Louis. What did they say? Sucked. They probably said sorry right away. I had my earphones in, so what a passive aggressive thing. I couldn't even hear them, and oh, I just kept walking. Wow. So like. I had no consequences. I was a cunt. So as on behalf of people that may have done that to you where I go, excuse me, can I just apologize for that person and say, like it's sometimes when I don't pick up Luigi's poop because I don't have a bag, the next day I'll poop up, pick up someone else's shit to make up for the one I left. And I want to do that right now. So if you have had someone go past you and be like, um, excuse me. I was that person. I'm really sorry. So like, let me like take that away. Like, let me apologize because I it could have been you. Yeah. So many times I do that, and, I was I'll, having a bad and, day. and I'll get furious at the person and be like, "How can they not be self aware? How can they not know this?" And then they apologize in a way where they're like, "You're right. I wasn't self aware at the time. I thank you for letting." And they're so apologetic, and you're like, "I'm such a fucking dick." Like, yeah, my they're reaction just a good is the person. problem. Yeah, it's just us. even yesterday, yeah. like when you got you, you were having a little bit of a road rage moment because you're we trying to get home. I calmed myself. Though. Yeah, you did. You were great. I did good, but yeah. you you oh. did honk at the person first. Very but a that lot. guy. He could have killed us. But what I'm saying is, like, even honking, I think, like, is is not good. And I know you're like, well, he needs to know. He knows. Like, how many times have you just been in a rush? And taking a chance when you know, and and we had ample time to there. There was, we you weren't looking. Yes, I was, and I saw it from the get go. I'm just, I'm not saying get, I would have done differently. I saw a Geico, uh, save forty percent or whatever on insurance. So I saw, but even honking and being like, oh, I need you to know that you fucked up. How many times have you done things in traffic Never. and fucked up? But I'm just, no, I, know, I, know I know you. Have, I'm kidding. But where yes. you've got when someone's honked at you and you've been like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like today, let me just ask you, listening. To everyone listening, <laughs> I want to make the world a little bit better. If someone cuts you off and maybe they're doing it like intentionally, just think of a time where you accidentally did the wrong thing in traffic because you were, you know, the Louis C.K. thing of like, but I need to go there and I want to. And he's like, well, you can't. And sometimes women are just like, but I want to. And like traffic. And he's like, no. You know, sometimes just think about the time when you were that yeah. and how much you didn't want someone to honk and just wanted someone to slow down and just be like, nah, it happens to me and just let them go. Let's lay off our horns today just for one day. Unless there's a child crossing and you need to alert someone of something as opposed to being like, I want you to know you're no, a dick. Even then, kill the child. <laughs> we're going to take a, a short break. Uh, be nice during this break. Uh, listen to our advertisers and we'll be right back with Why Do I Care? As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important, the future of our self-care. 
You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most, us, but not anymore. New Conair Girl Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self care and self love. Girl Bomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Girl Bomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is so important. With Conair Girl Bomb's Ultimate Girl Bomb Grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self care journey with precision and power, the kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good, and there's nothing more empowering than that. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Andrew, why do I care? Why do I why care? Why do you care, Nick? I think you're going to care about this one if I was a betting man. Yes! Okay, Lance Bass is lobbying ABC to do an all-gay version of The Bachelor. And he wants to host it. He threw that out there. So Yeah, he's doing The um, Bachelor in Paradise. He, he uh, guest-hosted. Oh, and, and apparently so they're probably... doing Senior Bachelor? Oh, yeah, I saw those uh, casting for that. How old? I think like 33. Really? Is no. that what it? Oh, 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 I was like, <laughs> uh, no, they'd never go that old. So um, I think twenty-seven is stops for that. Um, 
Uh, no, I um, I'm, I would love to watch a scene. I'm very excited about the senior bachelor. Um, yeah, I'm down for a gay bachelor for sure because I think there's so many assumptions we have about, especially gay men's relationships and how monogamy works in their oh, yeah, yeah. um in their relationships because a lot of times you know men, as we know, are not as monogamous as women naturally. And um, you know, I was even with a gay man this weekend and asking him about. He just recently was divorced, and I was like, so what are you looking for? And like, when you're in a relationship, do you guys sleep? I had a lot of um, assumptions that gay men are like, flu, like they're fine, you can fuck anyone you want, because we understand, I get it, you have a dick, I have a dick, and I'm not going to get jealous. But um, but that's not the case. And, you know, I think that ABC would might be scared to do an all-gay one, even though it would get a lot of press. I think they'd do it one time just to get the, like, that's just my assumption of people that just want everything's motivated by money and if people aren't going to watch it, I think ABC would think people wouldn't enjoy it as much because how can someone relate? How can your girls, our main audience, relate to gay guys looking for love? But the truth is, and I've been a straight girl that's watched gay things or gay love stories, you know, Brokeback Mountain or um, Call Me By Your Name. Yeah, the two walked, of them. I mean, honestly. <laughs> I know. Can you think of others? No, I can't. There's the one um was uh what's it called the the one that won uh Moonlight Moonlight yeah um I didn't see that one though what's the one with the Birdcage yeah Birdcage but that I'm talking about like really yes. romance yes. romance no movies. yeah no I I see what you're saying though like I our went into those being of, like yeah. I'm not gonna get this I'll watch it because it's a good movie but I'm not gonna be like moved like I am with You've Got Mail au contraire. Like love is love, and I always knew that. It's not like I'm like gay love's different. It's just like you want some something that you can put yourself in. Boy, I can put myself in uh, in Army Hammer and you know uh, Chalamet. Whether or not it's a gay relationship, there's a yin and yang, and you can put yourself in one of those of the past, the the receiving or the mas the masculine or the feminine. So if you think you can't re resonate with a gay love story, um, you're wrong, and. Man, the reality show I did over the weekend, it's like you would think, I wish I could like talk about it. Let me just say it in these terms. It was a, it's, um, it's about a thing that you would only think women would enjoy watching, all right? That you only think if, if a man possibly went to, it was a reality show competition based in a performance, based on a type of performance that is usually geared towards women liking it. And there were men at the show, at the live show that I went to, at the, fin at the finale, there's this big show and they like debut for this big audience. I was in Vegas. It's like, a, it, you know, I don't think it's any secret that this is like a, a I could probably reveal it's a long running show in Vegas that people um, are not necessarily competing to be in, but are a part of. And so at the finale, instead of what it was being a small challenge, it was the actual big show that these people were in. And I thought it was just going to be a, you know, What's opposite is Sasha's Fest? Sasha's Patty Fest? Uh, um, Pussyville. A, um, Pussy a, a, um, a Arby's two for 250? A, a beef? Yeah, beef and cheddar. Beef Yeah. Uh, yeah. A, a beef party? A, uh, uh, bubblegum, bubbleooza. Sometimes your clit looks like bubblegum or your clitoral hood. Chewing, yeah. Yeah, chewed gum. Okay, so um, <laughs> I thought it was going to be that, but there were straight men there. And even Emil, who I brought along with yeah. me, was very inspired by it. Not awkward at all. Like almost like 
guys liked it more than the girls, straight guys. And it was something that is geared towards straight, heterosexual, horny women. Yeah. Maybe you can catch my drift here. And let me just say, you would not, I could not believe there were even men in the crowd. And I thought, surely those guys are gay. They weren't. Um, I jerked them all off and they liked it. So that's how I test. But you can have man hands. That's true. Well, I did it with my feet. So, and I got my dad's feet. So, all right. Well, that checks out. Um, Gross feet. (laughs) Um, Do you think, yeah, I think it would be great. Now, does it have to be under, I guess if it's under the bachelor umbrella as opposed to its own individual thing. It gives it more weight, I guess, you know? You and know I think it funny? would be a love story. What what's was that? that? So what's funny is, um, so this story I got from Queerty, which is like a like a well-known like gay uh, like site. And a lot of the people in the comments, the gays are like, we don't want this. And can I read you a really funny comment? Yes, please. I love <laughs> funny online comments. Okay, so someone writes, maybe a gay love island could work, but a gay bachelor, it would just end up being all the contestants hooking up with each other and leaving the bachelor holding his bouquet of roses in an empty room. Yes, who doesn't want to watch that? <laughs> Which I First would First of all, love that sounds watch. very fun, but that's exactly to your point, even though I know it's no, a I joke, don't. but it's the assumption of like, but that, would, it, that it wouldn't be very similar. But that would be interesting though, to see like what would happen with, I think they would do a good job casting it to find gay men that actually want monogamy and like prefer it mixed with guys that do live that lifestyle of like yes being just like horny dudes and I love that idea because how interesting would it be there's only been one occurrence that I remember on the bachelor where the two girls in the house end up liking each other and oh. like have a thing and I think it happens after the fact it's kind of revealed after the bachelor rose ceremony or whatever but I mean, I think I would love instead because there's something so like annoying oh my God, about everyone because the fighting. guys competing against all the other guys as as opposed to just being so the two only guys might girl. hook up about a guy and be yes. like competing for uh, that. I think it would be great. Yeah, I'm down. What do they give out instead of roses? Condoms. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful prep. tasty condoms. Do you know what prep is? Yeah, the AIDS thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about it, but like. Uh, yeah, someone was, we, Emil and I were talking about how like sex is so intimate and how girls get attached and how some guys get really bonded from sex as well. And, you know, I've heard people make this point before, but he's like, yeah, if someone were inside me, I would be very like bonded to that too. It's like different than going inside something as opposed to like letting something in you. It's like very much more invasive. And we, yeah, it's like some, letting someone into your house as opposed to going and visiting someone else's house. Yeah, you can leave when you want, whereas like yeah. I don't. It's going to be awkward for me to kick you out, and I'm worried that you might wear your shoes inside, and I'm, it's going to be weird. Where it's like we don't, we have to, you have to wear, sho- you have to wear shoes in my house. Yeah, and your shoes are STDs that you're leaving in my house. Yes, yeah. the dirt that you bring yeah. in, and my Roomba is broken, and um, <laughs> my immune system is my Roomba. <laughs> but um, yeah, and he, we were talking about like. Yeah, women uh, like women get tend to get HIV sooner than and, and gay men because they're being cummed into yes. as opposed to like getting it when you put something in. Like if you it, just get squirted into, that's a better chance of getting the thing in you than like getting getting it ciphered. You out. guys have less yes. cum on your dick than we have in us because we have cum too. You know, it's just hard to get cum through a little hole. Because my dick hole is small, and it's hard to creep up the dick hole. It's easy to get it out. All right, guys, let's play <laughs> finish my sentence. <laughs> it's a it's a wild card Wednesday. That's where we just p- pick a segment that we want to do. Just finish my sentence. That's where we and Andrew try to complete each other's sentences and p- 
predict how we would finish this sentence. And then I think Noah judges to see who she thinks is the most right. I forget how we play this. Someone that ends up in tears. Is oh, yeah. This like usually that. breaks us apart and leads us to Andrew going on Zillow and looking for apartment matches. There's some nice ones. Yeah. <laughs> in the same building. That would be kind of fun. It'd be hilarious. I don't think they have studios here. Okay. Uh, storage unit. You could do the storage unit downstairs. All right. The finish my sentence today. Know. Noah, what is it? My biggest regret is. Mm. My biggest regret is. Okay. I will go first. I am Andrew Collin. Man, I have a I have a regret. Man, I don't even want to go there, but I have something that I think you're going to regret if you don't do something about it now, but I don't even want to go there because it's too fraught and you could probably do the same for me. Jesus. Okay. My, wait, wait, what's that regret? That well, it's this and you know what I'm projecting. It's that someone who I think isn't going to be around that much longer, I'm not talking to enough, and I'm going to regret that I didn't call them enough. It's my Aunt Sally, honestly. Oh. That's my that's my biggest regret right now. That's a future regret that I could remedy today and by my calling mom. her. Yeah, no, yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, but you no, know No, that what? might make me call her. Thank you for that. Really? I should call her. I'll yeah. call Aunt Sally today, too. And it's not because we don't... I love talking to Aunt Sally. And when you talk to your mom, it's not that painful, but it's like, the it's the fear before it. Well, it's also the fear that they're going to die, and every time you talk to them, you just it just it might be the last, or like they're gonna their lives are just like so sad that you get sad hearing about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to bring that up. Okay, my biggest regret is bringing that up. Um, no, no, that's a good one. My big, I think I'm Andrew Collin, and my biggest regret is not starting stand up sooner. Ooh, and I'm Nick. Oh yeah, and then I go. I think you say. Wait, yeah, you do mine. I'm Nikki Glazer, and my biggest regret is Wait, hold on. Let me think of my biggest regret, because I want to see if you're right. Because you might... Actually... You said one in the opening. What was it? Well... Oh, yeah, I did say that. I said my biggest regret. I forget. It's one... That was one of mine, but... um, Oh, wait, hold on. Let me just come up with my biggest regret, because I really actually have one. Hold on. Searching, searching. Um... Ooh, boy. Ooh, yikes. Ooh, okay, got it. My biggest regret, I'm Nikki Glazer, um, is uh, quitting on myself singing early on and not and waiting so long to feel confident enough to do it. Um, okay. <laughs> it's interesting because that actually was the one I came up with for myself when this when we came up with this topic in Starbucks early this morning yeah. when we were talking about it. I was like, oh yeah, that's mine for sure. And then just now when I redid it, my biggest regret is like, uh, it just rifled through my head all the times that I've been like mean to people I love. Like all the times I've said something in anger or said something to hurt someone. And it just, there's so many, I can't even like focus on one. But like there's recent, it's like yesterday of just saying something that comes out the wrong way that didn't need to be said. And I'm, it's my ego getting in the way of like, I want to be right. Or like, I want to make this person feel bad. So I feel better. Like, I think if I could... If I could do all of those, I yeah. think that would be my biggest regret. But um, yeah, you're right. Like that's that's probably if it was I had to pick one. Yeah, I guess there's one regret. I wonder though, it's like some feel like uh, selfish regrets where it's just like, oh, how would it make my life better? Yeah, I should have not spent made, that money. That's but if you made your life better, you maybe could, you wouldn't be projecting on those other people. So it's like. Um, I have a couple like not reading getting thing, to I do soon enough, my, not working on myself sooner not um forgiving people sooner 
um, not breaking up with people when they mistreated me and respecting myself. But honestly, I can't regret those times because if I could have, I would have. Like I, th- I think back to some of the like th- neglect or like shit I've put up with from men or friends, and like what was wrong with you? Why would you stay? Because the person now would never. But like, yeah, I couldn't leave because I just didn't. It's like I, it's like picking up a box and you don't have the muscles to pick it up. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have the strength. So like, I'm not gonna go back and go like you fucking idiot. Why didn't you do that? There was no, if I could have, I would have, you know? I, I think, yeah, I think there's two ways to look at regrets. I think sometimes you could be like, I regret not doing it. And you could be so angry about it. But you can also say, yeah, I wish I did that differently without having emotion behind it. Mm. Like, you know, I would say my biggest regret, well, I have a, a, a few, but like uh, not paying my debt off or like understanding taxes and stuff. I mean, that led to so much depression and so many bad decisions. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, everything, you know, whatever. It sounds cheesy, but you're I'm here. I used to think that that was the biggest bullshit when people go. Everything happens for a reason because you go. How could child like hunger or what's happening in Yemen? What the suicide bombers like? How could that be? What reason would child rape be for the cardinal? Um, and someone, we were talking about the Cardinal thing. To kill a mockingbird. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was talking to someone yesterday about the Catholic Church and how I hate the Catholic Church because they made my parents have shame that is on me and their parents, like, I think they've done, and obviously they're still molesting kids and still being silenced. I just saw a video clip the other day on Reddit of a priest. Have you ever seen this video? It's recent because the priest is, is baptizing a kid and the kid's he said he crying. Yes? He said, yes, and it was so funny. And I think we need to get rid of him because a guy, he didn't know what eyes was. No, what's he doing? He said, the yes of God are watching. And I go, this guy, um, this old man, probably senile priest, whatever he is, bishop. I don't know what the fucking names are. Catholic church, dipping the baby in the water, or about to, is a baptism. Clearly, there's a, a baby screaming, crying because an old, gross man is holding him. That the baby can probably fear, just sense the energy that this guy fucking sucks and is either not safe to be around or is like senile and not of right mind to be holding him. And the parents are kind of just like, "Eh." and the baby's crying and the priest starts kind of like getting a little bit more intense with the baby and then like grabs the baby's face and like slaps it and then grabs it. And and you can tell the mom's like, ah. But she doesn't do anything. Like, because you can't. Because it's a fucking That's priest. A, yeah. And it's the Catholic Church. It's like, if a, a random old man, were, if your grandpa were holding your baby, I think you would take it from him. Or like you, some random man holding a baby, like your nanny did the same thing. You would go, what the fuck? And you would like yeah. s- beat the shit out of that person. because. But because this guy's wearing a bunch of An outfit. Dumb, yes. a dumb robe and has a bunch of smelly incense around him and little boys. And tradition. And tradition and fear and shame yeah. and God and fucking stained glass and just bullshit pews. I don't know. I'm just listing religious pubes, things. But yeah. Pubes. Final thought. The, the priest won't let go of the kid and then is like getting a little bit more intense and is like, yeah, I thought, like yelling at it and like slaps him. I can't even like watch the video. I sent it to uh, my friend whose family's in the Catholic Church just to be like, can we like send this to your family to like let them know that this like this is just an example of what we allow and what we turn a blind eye to because there's two cogent cognitively sound 
adults with their baby who they care about more than anything in the world and an old man is hurting their child making the child wail even more and not letting go the mom kind of is trying to be like soothe and like gently take it away and then the dad kind of steps in and pulls the kid away but like in a in a way that he is still respectful and deferential to this fucking crazy and probably demented old man i mean like you know he's probably senile and shouldn't be doing that work but no one's going to take him out of the work because the catholic church is all about denial we don't talk about what's going on we don't talk about the abuse let's just move them to another diocese and and relocate them so they can start offending there and then when they get in trouble there we'll move them over here and it's just all and it's all protected because we're not taxed and the government can't look into it and it's all they get away with so much bullshit and i hate the catholic church for all of that among other things of just like spreading these lies and fear and fables that make people hate their themselves hate their sexuality hate who they are so much shame and then my friend who's you know family's in the catholic church and he is not he he hates it for all the same reasons said there's a lot of good that the catholic church has brought my mom waiting for that turn yeah like my you know he was even referencing his mom saying the fact that she has god gives her so much hope and like has helped her through some really hard times. It's given her community and all these and like tradition and all of these things. And you almost argue like has as much in the, in the Catholic, there's a lot of like most Catholics are just great people. Yeah. And the people at the top are the money hungry, sinister, evil, shameful. Um, how much they've given to charity, how much they've, they've, they've helped. spread the, yeah. like, they yeah. do so Take much homeless good people in. When yes. To, yeah. And so as much as vitriol I have for religion, I can't deny that so much good has come of it. Now, would you argue, though, that if something is – so let's say I punch a dog. But in order to punch a dog, I um, I, I go, I'm lives. going to donate $2,000 to this charity that's going to yes. – because I really want to punch this dog, but I'm going to – can I pay $2,000 <laughs> to punch this dog? Is it worth that? Luigi you know, or Marion? That's a good question. <laughs> No, but yes, I is know. No, that? I see what you're saying. This dog is going to get hurt, but these like, other dogs are going to be Do we have to have good with evil? Like, why do we need the evil part? Or can we just take it out all together and go, you know what? It, even if good can come of it, putting any evil in the world is never justified by any amount of good. Yeah. Can well, I tell I you what the book of Tao says about that? Yeah, what does Tao say? How can you know good if you don't know evil? Mm. Mm. shit ah. dude i read the most <laughs> insane thing that is that's the kind of sh- i'm really getting into philosophy and like you know as i've been examining my own stand-up and being like what do i really want to do up there what am i doing up there why am i struggling with like what i want to say and 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 writing and like jokes and and looking at my work it's really about like i and after last week and the amount of love i got from besties I know that something is different. I was telling my friend yesterday, I was like, I know the difference between you're so funny. Oh my God, you brighten my day. Like, I love listening to you guys. Like, I just, you make me laugh so hard. I know that. And then I know people that say, I'm not kidding you. Dozens of people wrote to me. And if there are dozens that wrote to me, there's probably dozens that didn't write to me that said, I have been going through such a rough time. I have suicidal thoughts. I've cut myself before. I 
I, I hate my body. And ever since listening to you and being, you being honest about yourself, it, I hear your voice in my head sometimes. I mean, I have countless screenshots that I can't even, it would just sound like me tooting my own horn so much. And I am tooting it a little bit, but it feels so good that someone out there today might not honk at someone. And that person that doesn't get honked at, because when you get honked at, you go, fuck you. And then it amplifies it. And then you might go home and like yell at your kid. Then your kid's going to go, mom fucking sucks. Slam their door. Then yeah, they go online and they effect, jerk yeah. off and they watch porn that like is aggressive. Then they might hook <laughs> up with a girl later on because of the porn they watch because their mom screamed at them. Like it has, if that all, if, if my little thing of saying <laughs> And then they today, start a podcast. Yeah, I mean, it, it can lead to good, again, like dysfunction and abuse. <laughs> yes, 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 I always yes. say like, you know, and people got mad at me about it, but like if you were molested, I'm not saying like go molest people because it makes good people, but ten, people that have been through hard stuff tend to be my best friends and the most interesting people because they've had to overcome something. That doesn't mean go out and molest kids because you're going to make stronger kids. What I'm saying is that, yeah, good does come of bad, but my original point was that I am now thinking about my life and like what I want to do with my work. And I've never felt, I've never felt fulfilled by you may, you were so funny tonight. Never felt it. Like it just, yeah, I'm glad you like me and mm -hmm. I want you to like me. And yeah, that satisfies my desire to be at the popular table in high school. But having someone tell me that they were able to go and be in a swimsuit on a boat with people that they wouldn't have been able to be in a swimsuit about. And that when they look at their body in the mirror and they don't hate it because of something I've said, and listen, I don't, I'm not pretending to be a miracle worker, but people have written this to me and say like, I hear your voice and you change the way I think about my negative thoughts and like the way I live my life. <clears throat> that shit hits me like that. That's it. Like, you know, I talked about f discovering acting and being like, that's my purpose. Then discovering standup. That's my purpose, dude. Next, this, I'm having another one of those moments in life where all of those things before that I thought were my purpose have led me to this. And who knows if this is the final stage, but that's what I want to do. And I recently got exposed to this uh, philosopher named Emil Sharon, Sharon, Emil, E-M-I-L, just look at philosopher Emil. And it's so weird because I was on the plane next to Emil and I go, this guy, he's my, you're my second favorite Emil now. I listen to this philosopher, I, I want to talk about it tomorrow. But this guy was talking about suicide and how he had a lot of thoughts about suicide. And I'm obsessed with suicide, as most of you know, like the topic of it. And he said that it, the Tao thing that you said reminded me of it. He said, suicide is comforting because without suicide and the option to escape the hell that is human existence, because it is suffering. You're born to die, right? You're going to die someday and we're all fucking terrified of it. The idea and... Life, life is hard. You have to wake up every day. You have to feed yourself. You have to close yourself. You have to bathe, bathe yourself. It's never going to be easy. Life is always going to have hardships. And if you really think about it, it is just endless pain. You're going to lose everyone you love. Everyone you know is going to lose everyone they love. Being alive is terrible, like in a lot of ways. And when you really ex observe that, it's it's so hard. And sometimes I would fantasize about suicide and feel really bad about it. Like, why do I? Why does it comfort me? And this philosopher named Emil said that without the option of suicide, I would kill myself. Mm. Because the option of suicide, just knowing that I can escape it if I want to, allows me to live in the present moment and survive. So for the first time ever, I was able to hear this philosopher say something that made me feel not like I'm broken because I fantasize about suicide or I'm comforted by that. I've always felt like that's just a weird thing about me. But I'm right. Life is hell sometimes and I have to keep living it but the option that I could take myself out at any time which by the way I, I I want you to not go off and kill yourself because I'm saying this I'm saying 
and then he has a really good point for not to kill yourself, which uh, DM me if you want me to send you the podcast that I'm talking about because um, I don't remember it. I don't have time to look it up. But I'm just saying the option. Listen, to this uh, the, suicide is uh, the option. Thank God we have the option and that we can imagine that, oh, if it gets so bad, I can take myself out because without it, we'd kill ourselves. Like it would life would be too unbearable to think if you were immortal, it yeah. would be fucking hell. Because you have no escape. There's almost some kind of relief that like. That you know that there is an option. Yeah. Like, yeah I just yeah, love yeah. things like that can that can take something I feel so much shame about and make it and go, oh, that's not a crazy thought. It's actually very human instinct. And there's a reason why you think that. And it's not because you're a bad person. So if you're feeling like a bad person today for any of your negative thoughts, maybe send one to me and I'll try to uh, spin it in a way that makes it so you're not a bad person. I, someone recently, I just want to say a bestie sent me a picture of a girl online that's super skinny, a swimsuit ad. And she said to me, how do you deal with this? How do you make it okay that you don't look like this? Not you, but like mm -hmm, her. Mm -hmm. Because And I felt that way where I've seen models and I go, everyone says, Nikki, love your body. You're beautiful. Why? If, if this, this is clearly the ideal. I don't look like that, so why am I okay with what I am? And I actually am finally at a point where I can answer that girl. And I was like, I, I got it four in the morning last night. And I was like, I can't wait to write back to this because I do know how to accept that. Because I was you a year and a half ago of being like, if I don't look like this, I should kill myself. Like this, every man wants this. And it's not every man. I'm, I'm saying the bulk of people would agree this is sexier than uh, someone who's overweight, right? Maybe like, you know, sexual men. Not everyone, I'm just saying. And so why should I be okay with being overweight? And there is an answer to that. And, um, and I'm excited to share it with you. And it's all about these, these ideas that you expose yourself to that allow you to be okay with your negative thoughts. Like that thought isn't wrong, but uh, it's not, there's a reason for it. And uh, there's an answer to make yourself feel bad, better about the way you feel. And you're going to leave a cliffhanger on that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go cliffhang myself. <laughs> Jump off a cliff. Well, you have the option. <laughs> Uh, sorry that was convoluted. I'm sorry to ramble. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, always DM the show. Uh, Nikki Glazer Pod, leave us a voice memo. Um, Andrew, thank you for letting me talk so much on the show. No, it's great. Uh, I love you. I love you, Noah. And we'll see you tomorrow you. on the show, besties. Don't be cool out there. And uh, jack off. Jack Sam. Jack Sam. <laughs> I was thinking about a jack I know. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, 
but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girlbomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results. Made just for us. From the ultimate girl bomb grip to the professional grade blades. Say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Girl Bomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at Walgreens. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. 